This is Talking Urology. We caught up with Curtis Nicholl, who's the Professor of Urology at Queen's University in Canada and specialises in pelvic pain, which is an interesting area to specialise in, Curtis. But you gave a wonderful talk today on new theories around why you think this might be, or, you know, around the etiology of the pelvic pain syndrome, interstitial cystitis. What were some of the highlights of your talk today? Well, we make our clinical uh, decisions in infectious disease in urology based on technology that's over 100 years old. We're still taking urine samples, plating it on auger, and putting it in 24 hours in an incubator and then making a decision. We now know that we grow less than 1% of potential uropathogens by this technique. We don't culture biofilm bacteria, and we miss 99.9% of possible um, microorganisms that are in the environment that might be related to uh, infectious disease. So for years, uh, my search for the putative organism, the smoking gun of interstitial cystitis and chronic prostatitis, was using this outdated technology, and I wasn't able to find the organism. Now, with, with very high-tech, non-culture techniques, we can identify microorganisms. The one I use is an IBIS technique that works on um, the mass spec of molecular weight of the nucleus, which is unique for every microorganism. Uh, we are able to identify 98% of the microbiome in the urinary system, in the vagina and in the bowel. And what we found is what we learned in medical school, that the urinary system, the bladder, the kidneys, were a uh, sterile organ is not true. In fact, the bladder, particularly the prostate, are veritable microbial jungles. We've identified over 60 species in the bladder, 90 species in the prostate, of bacteria that are present there in normal asymptomatic patients. We're right now looking at the, the mic microbiome of the vagina, the bowel, and how it interrelates. And we're learning that this, this very important microbiome that we all have communicates with the rest of our body through the neuroendocrine system so that bacteria in the bowel can affect what's going on in the bladder. This, this, is, this, this is groundbreaking. And we come to the realization that we as a human have more microorganisms in our body than we do mammalian eukaryotic cells. We have more species of microorganisms than we have different eukaryotic cells. So in, in fact, we're nothing but a carrier for our microbiome, which affects everything, our, our mood, our general health, our bowel function, and yes, our bladder function and pelvic bladder prostate pain. Are there any major differences between normal controls and interstitial cystitis or painful bladder syndrome people that you've found so far? So that was our hypothesis. It was to find the microorganism that caused these diseases. So we've just completed a four-year program, very expensive, on more than 1,000 uh, patients and age match controls. And what we did is we did find differences in the prevalence of certain bacteria and fungi between patients and controls. However, it wasn't the smoking gun. These did not look like a putative organism that actually caused the mechanism. So what we believe is it's more a dysbiosis or a change in the uh, microbial ecology or diversity that's happening 
that it may in fact not be one bacteria, but it's the relationship or the diversity of the microbiome you have in your bladder and prostate compared to somebody who does not have symptoms. That's where we're going in the future. Fantastic, Curtis. Thank you very much. That was excellent. Really appreciate your time. Okay.